for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 111 of That's a Shame. That's three ones, they're in a row, in any order you want. I'm Isaac, joining me resplendent on the floor is Declan D. Lane. And why am I on the floor? We're back in our unorthodox recording venue that uh, is otherwise known as the living room. We don't always call it the unorthodox recording venue like yeah. in day-to-day life. Bryony, I, I, I meet you in the orthodox, unorthodox recording Cool. Do you mean studio. the... Just to check, is that the... Li- the yeah, it's the yeah, living yeah, room. Yeah, that's the living room. Yeah. You could just call it that. Sh- no, sorry, you've got to be... Pres- <laughs> we don't. That's not how we live our lives. We're sensible, reasonable folk mm. with sensible, reasonable names for the various rooms in our flat. So why, why have we come back here? Well, you know, it's a Sunday. It's a fun day. It is. Uh, it's a Monday, actually, because we've left it till after midnight. Yeah, well, obviously, but yeah. the spirit of Sunday, fun day, is still permeating every word and every well, syllable yeah, we utter. Obviously. And as part of that devotion i suppose to fun and to novel experiences we thought let's move it out of the traditional recording venue and not not take it to the streets because we did that with block switch prodge prodge and it was you know it was great but kind of had its time yeah so we thought what's kind of halfway between my room and the street and in a sense well, there isn't one because my That'll room be actually wall. backs onto yeah. the street. So it would be, yeah, it would be like halfway the window. Out the window yeah. But halfway between my room and the garden, now that's now the living that's room. the unorthodox recording space. And here we are, back again. It gives it a different vibe. Yeah, it does. I think it forces us not to be quite as formal as mm. obviously you God, know we are in the Wednesday painfully episodes. formal <laughs> up till now. I think, yeah, that's the most common email we get is like, guys... Tone it it's down. great, but I can watch BBC News if yeah. I want to get that level of professional insight and research. And obviously our famous impartiality. Yeah, oh, it's evident in every word we say mm. and then come up with like the antonym for for balance because yeah. that's how you have to do it. Exactly. Like if you have, uh, for example, someone on your programme who says, oh no, guess what? There's climate change. Then you for have, balance. You you have, have to, to goes, have goes, someone who used to work news. for Exxon Mobil's like lobbying department and say, don't Good worry, news. there's none. There's none. Yeah. No, it doesn't happen. Because otherwise like people might be confused and, and that's it would be really biased, bad. isn't it? That's well, biased. Yeah, in the most Because if you just sense. lean towards the facts... And you don't have time for any kind of mindless, yeah. uh, you know, and probably factious speculation, mm-hmm. then um, or misleading information. Then, yeah. Then you know what are you really doing to service the license fee? Payout? They say like facts don't care about your opinions. They say like facts above feels. But I've I've got to feel balanced as a climate change denier. And every time I see the BBC, like even suggest that there's a problem then i'm going to be writing in and saying what about the other side of this coin they what actually about... stopped points of view because you it was just you it was, it was just, just me every you. week yeah <laughs> i used to like points of view do they still make that program i don't know i've never seen it anywhere it's, it was on very early there wasn't it or like it was like sunday mornings at 10 a.m or something oh i weird. wouldn't have seen it then no. no points of view is a program where they just collated all of the correspondence that singularly dull people would send in about programs as varied as like last tuesday's episode of eastenders reminded me of an episode from 20 years prior and standards are slipping yeah to your coverage of the iraq war has been rather one-sided and there was no like delineation between the series there'd be like you know someone complaining that you know poldark was 
um, unjustly representing assault mm. and patriarchy, and then someone like the dogs on Gardner's Well don't look fed. <laughs> Get Monty Don <laughs> arrested. Yeah, it was weird, and also because the BBC has access, obviously, to a roster of a mm. lot of actors. They were all like over dramatized readings of like, "I'm Judith." What's going on on our TVs? For some reason, our TV just flickered off and on, and now Stuart Lee is standing buffering. in his underwear, <laughs> buffering for all the world I'm to just, see. I'm going to turn it off. Turn it right I'm off. Just hope. Yeah, that's part of the Spooktober scene, though, mm. isn't it? TVs turning on. Apparently, Monty Don's PR lady. Go on. Total cunt. Oh, people yeah. won't know who that is. And My f- I, uh, I only just know. He is the uh, nice but dull man who presents Gardeners World. A nice but dull show. Yeah. Hmm. And apparently um, my friend who is here over the weekend, friend of the show, Emily, yep. was at a literary festival over the over the week yeah. where he also was. Mm-hmm. And they were like, she was like, oh, I'll, I'll go over and say hi and get a photo because her dad is obsessed with gardening and uh-huh. indeed with gardens world uh, they call them donny boys if That's, you're a big fan of yeah Don, montos yeah. Mm-hmm. um but the pr lady literally just slapped her out of the way and was like <laughs> no wow <laughs> i'm afraid not that's fun um we'll have to delete this episode if either of us want to be in like professional tv gardening in future i so think just people need to know that like you've heard this now but don't be spreading that no news. no yeah and don't say it came from us. Like maybe say unknown, reliable, Source. handsome sources close to the to yeah the close to the garden. Yeah, have said that <laughs> the Donny boys are following a false idol. But yeah, here we are. Happy Spooktober to you again, and to you. Um, anything particularly spooky going on in your life these days? Uh, no, just unlucky. Ah, really, which is its own spook. Sort of spook. It kind yeah. of implies that perhaps the ghost of. Um, this unfortunate soul is following you around trying oh. to like pass on some of that and have been for half a decade you <laughs> say at the very least it's a comprehensive <laughs> stalking they sit here on the sofa <laughs> next to me while I play games well they've got nothing but time on their hands no. ghosts have they no exactly um, someone who doesn't have a lot of time on his hands nice segue is my dad oh no what do you mean well no he, he does thanks to the wonder of uh, I was going to say the NHS, but actually because the NHS is underfunded, uh-huh. this time it's of private medicine. Oh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> he's having some heart surgery oh, tomorrow. Oh, no. He's having I a little pacemaker sick. put in. Oh! But here's where it gets worse, and this is what I wanted to say that will really haunt you. Oh, no, because I'm already really on yeah. So obviously they're having to open up the, the heart. Right up. Open up the chest, That's open it up and pop stuff fucking in. Fucking mental. But... They're doing it under local aesthetic. Local aesthetic. So he's he'll be awake oh. while people are just fiddling around in his heart. <laughs> no. What what are your How thoughts? How is that possible? <laughs> the thing is, like, people who are in medicine must think, wow, we've come such a long way. But to me, that is like ten steps backwards. <laughs> I would want to be ninety-nine percent. You'd rather be like trepanned. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather like just never even remember like the three weeks leading up and maybe the two years after (laughs) that's very bad i know oh god i was like i was like make sure they don't tell you any jokes or anything or say anything stressful well well this is it he said that when um when he had uh, one of the angiograms done Mm. a couple of months ago which is where they like going through the yeah it's right i'm all right for too much info straight in and like where the pulse is (laughs) but um 
he said that the the guy like was feeding the wire in and then went oh oh it sort of hit a bit of a, a, a dead end <laughs> there that's not and my dad was like oh and then the doctor went we could try and um sort of force our way through there and my dad went all oh, right and then, went, and, then, and then he went but that could cause a catastrophic bleed out <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad was like, like well, them odds. Let's maybe put that one to the side. <laughs> what a weird thing not, to say. Imagine someone saying that to you while they had a wire already Inside in your, your heart. Circulatory system. I know. Oh god. Well, we sent him our best wishes at TAS. And also <laughs> alongside those wishes is one of those like don't ever mail this address <laughs> things that you can send to the post office where they stop giving you any more information. You don't want to hear about it. I, I don't want to know until it's I'll, all I'll done. give you a little video. I think he's having yeah, it filmed, so I'll fine. just send that on. That's all right, because you, you want to keep you. that keep that under wraps. Um, oh, I had a dream last night. Okay, if it's if it's far away from the heart... Then don't you worry, I'm it in. is. But um, you may remember that yesterday I told you about a dream I had the previous morning. In which, you, in which you had like tried to strong arm me yeah. into like paying you back like you were so you'd suddenly <laughs> become some sort of Chicago loan shark. Declan, come and have a seat <laughs> with me, boy. We got something and I to was, discuss. I was just sort of like sat watching the telly, kind of slightly panicked, but also hmm. I, I was sort of trying not to laugh. Yeah, well it was clearly a very serious Isaac that appeared to you, the avatar in mm, the dream. Yeah. Who needed that hundred quid, like, but no you, one's business. But you were properly doing it in this, like, in a in a sort of laughing manner. Like the guy who laughed. <laughs> was I trying to go for that thing where it's like, <laughs> no. Serious. No, not even that. You were just sort of, you were, do, you were saying it as you were laughing. Yeah. In that buddily way where you're like, <laughs> I, I really, it would be really would good be if really I could have that back. I'm going to need it. I, I and you were like, it. patting me on the shoulder. A bit too like, hard. Yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. too hard. And then, you, and then uh, what was funny was that you, you did this in a really kind of sinister way. And I just sort of was like, yeah, that like, that's, that's fair. I'm, like, I'm earning again now. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I, I can over. do that. And you were like, good. Good. And then you walked away out of the unorthodox recording space yeah. down towards your, your room again. And I went, I mean, I can't do it all at once. Like, uh, like I did it in a couple of stages. And you, no, the opposite. You just sort of really calmly went, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you know, like whenever. <laughs> like it's you, just a dream act. Like you, it was almost like you'd sort of had to like really puff yourself up to do it and had uh-huh. gone in expecting more of like a reaction and I'd just gone or like a bit more of a fight and I'd just gone yeah and now you were like a bit embarrassed <laughs> to have taken it so seriously I, like I don't know how it reflects on me this dream because I don't I, see that as my my approach should be probably just to start stealing yeah well yeah <laughs> that's why I assumed <laughs> just like your laptop now that things have gone missing from that from my room I yeah, it's clear I as just, day I'm not even hiding anymore they're just, listed with pictures go, of the former I go owner. in to record this show with Isaac <laughs> and he's just got my TV in there. <laughs> um, but this morning I, I had a dream. I was like, again, I was in and out of like being asleep. And That's each the best was, fertile ground for dreams. Yeah, it is. The in and out. And I had things. like various uh, dreams. One about like working somewhere like new and <laughs> there was like some sort of catastrophe going on and another I can't Hate quite those. remember. But one that I thought was hugely relevant was um, that... I, I I don't remember quite how it started. It's one of those ones. That's most I don't know dreams. how I I don't know how I got into this situation, but I'm aware 
that you and I mm-hmm. are in a, a room. Okay. A kind of like... Fuck, like we are A now. sort of venue space. Mm. But it's a sort of venue space that seemed more like it used to be maybe a cafe. Okay. So, so a, a bad venue. So space. It, it, it was like windowed out onto the street, yeah. like entirely windowed front. Tea bags. With a sort room. of like a bit of a, where the, the windows are parallel and then the door is like inwards just a little yeah. bit. And it was entirely empty apart from there were just rows and rows of chairs. Sounds like a show we put on. And there was a stage, mm-hmm. but we weren't on. It was like only a slight one that's like just maybe a, a foot off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but we weren't on that. We were just in front of it at like a little school desk, as it were. Right. So, and we had a, a laptop. And I wasn't quite sure what it was that we were doing. But then I became immediately aware that what we were doing was a live episode of TAS. <laughs> in, to no one. No, in front of a packed house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. A packed house that included, I'm afraid to say, none of our super cons. Oh, no. And a lot of people who I think we just like corralled them in off the street. That's how it that we hadn't. To be. Yeah, because our supercons, the the population density is such that they're <laughs> all over the gaff. Like we could never reasonably get them in one room. No, um, but like I think there were maybe two or three people Thousand in there. People. No, there were maybe two or three people in there who'd ever heard of the show before. Good. The rest were complete strangers. I there like must have been, I think, maybe two hundred people in That's there. Very. So it was a good audience. But here's the thing: all we had planned uh-huh. as and I say this in the biggest set of scare quotes ever, uh-huh. content, yep. was that we were going to do some karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that classic right? podcast. And trope. also, it was the middle of the night. Good. Like, it was it was 3 a.m. Uh-huh. It was pitch black. There was nothing going on outside. You're so, saying the karaoke wasn't landing? No, I, I, I'm not saying that. Not yet. I got up... Mm-hmm. And I did a rendition of some sort of, I think it was like some Elvis song or okay. maybe like a, a Sinatra, something that's easy for me to do. Yeah, it's a classic um, choice. Exactly. Um, and there was sort of like a smattering of applause. Like, and, you know, it was all right. Um, I don't even know if we were recording it. This oh, is the thing. But well anyway. Prepared. So I went and sat back down and we were there. And then... You mm-hmm. were staunchly refusing <laughs> to do anything. Sure, sounds like you're me. like I'm. I, I'm not. I don't know what to do. And I, went, I was like, well, you, you, you have you have to do something. <laughs> and meanwhile, the room is deathly silent. Mm-hmm. No one's saying. Did a word. they think maybe it was part of the show and it was like a meta? We're like, oh, look how no, unprepared. We I are. think they were just really annoyed. Oh no! And I've so let my audience down again. And it was. Like, this went on for minutes. Mm-hmm. I was just scrolling through Spotify, just suggesting songs to you, and you were batting them away. Like, <laughs> no, like, nah. too fast. No, too iconic. Too high. Not yeah. iconic enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you were just... And, and then someone was like, eh, is there going to be any more? <laughs> and and I, I was just sat there. You... you you were like you weren't even facing the audience. You were just sort of like facing me a bit, knee up on your or leg up on your knee. Mm-hmm. You were on your phone, and so I, I was like, "I'm I'm trying to like look through here. Can you can you?" And you were like, "No, no, sorry, I've so, stopped engaging." So I, I had to be like, "Yeah, just a just a 
technical difficulty. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be, we'll be back on. like double Elvis. <laughs> Two for one. And and then the complaints started coming in. That's and they're like, are, are there any... You said there'd be snacks. Wow, did we? Yeah. I was misguided. And I, Well, this is it, is I didn't know anything about this. So I'm assuming it was you... He'd yeah, said this to get was. people in off the street. Oh, thanks. <laughs> How I and I was like, did you did bought. you bring any snacks? And you were like, no. I meant audio snacks. Oh, you see, you didn't specify. No, they were no. Bit, but then you also refused to clarify that yeah. afterwards. So I, I had to do it again. And then <laughs> one guy stood up with the, the single greatest complaint mm-hmm. ever. I don't know which part of my mind thought, thought this up, but... At whatever time it was, three in the morning, this guy stood up and went, come on, I'm missing my therapy for this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what an error. Just like, Why did he do that? Like, you'd, you'd sort of hounded him in off the street and he was like, I'm, on, I'm off to my, like, no, no, this, no, this is therapy, this, this is, is better than this therapy. This is food for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> Nourishment for the mind, come in. There'll be popcorn. Audio popcorn is what I meant. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think that says about the... Your subconscious view of the partnership. Strength to strength? Uh, no. Falling apart seems. <laughs> I think Days be- are numbers. I think it betrays uh, an underlying fear mm. that if if it weren't for me, there'd never be content. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always, at the last minute, having to come up with a feature. Like a content engine. Yeah, and, and mm. you know, I think that the snacks in this dream what metaphor, they're representative they're of. representative of the rap feature because oh, you kept promising God, it yeah. and then, I've been roping people in like new listeners I've because, started tweeting people like remember, like a cool rap because remember like we were supposed to be singing yeah. and then you were like no I'm I'm not doing it nice anyway we were saved it, sun's come up by now God, the room's a, half a long show room's half empty but I've managed to grab some more people mm-hmm. in um and I, I, I don't know why, because I, I, there was nothing to be done mm-hmm. when from behind a curtain that hadn't been there before Good. at the back of the stage steps. I'm picturing it. Who? Um, so give me a clue. Is it someone? Someone we've mentioned on the show before. Famous person. No. Oh, right. Okay. Like a friend. Then. You've never met them. Oh. I don't know. I've never met so many people. It's hard to narrow it down. It was. Gandhi. Close. Glandis. Glandy. That's what Glandis I call Glandis stepped out from wow. behind the curtain. Glandis from the pharmacy, right? That come works. And she started belting out some song that I have no wow. idea what it was. But belting it. But you <laughs> were inspired by this. I would be. And yeah. hopped up. To a piano that also hadn't been there before. <laughs> Came up and the started floor, just John. playing along. You were like Very improvising jammy. some jazz, That's even nice. though she was doing some sort of power ballad. Yeah, it, it worked. You know, it, it worked. just no one it, thought it would, but we meshed. And the final seconds of this dream <laughs> were Glandis belting out this like final note. You like riffing on the piano, <laughs> some great like big smoke thing. coming off it, and and then absolute deathly silence <laughs> from the audience. Nothing. Ah, uh-huh. you just left. <laughs> you stood up and just walked out the front door, and and I was just left to be like, "Well, <laughs> this has been episode uh, 
Twitter <laughs> at that uh, uh, shame. Everyone pod. just like no one even booed. No one, no one came up to complain. They just slowly filtered out, like at the end of a school <laughs> assembly, and just left. That's very and good. and uh, as I can only assume that I was left to, to pay the, the fee, yeah. <laughs> pay the venue, clear the clear the stage, talk to that guy's therapist <laughs> yeah. about why he's missed his appointment. He's probably on probation. He's probably like jumping from a bridge somewhere now. because so we've only made him sadder. What I'm hearing from this dream, I've kind of I've taken the output that mm. you've sort of spurted across the uh, URS, the unorthodox recording space, it's gone through my ears, through that very... It's not really a prism so much, because prism's kind of... I think prism, I think, like, refraction. I think there's an element of manipulation going on. I prefer to Distortion, think just separation. a perfect... Uh, like a glass cube. You've yeah. seen one of those. Yeah, yeah. Through which the light just beams. Yeah. And so through that cube, the information that I'm hearing is that you are worried that Glandis is not very good at singing. That's um, a real issue for you. No, I... And you think that you can't trust her. No, I know she's not very good at singing. Right. I, so what's the issue then? Because that seemed like the only subconscious thing that the dream might be telling you. Uh, there was it also... It seemed like a... you're worried that Glandis is going to let you down in a big way and force you to kind of mend things afterwards. Like a bull in a china shop. She's gone in, guns blazing, but with nothing to kind of follow them. She was firing blanks. Um... I feel like your perfect cube. It, it's a good cube. Thank it's, you. It, you know, it's good. Yeah, it's perfect. But it's it's faulty. I doubt that. But, because but you seem on. to have missed, oh, you know, maybe not missed so mm. much as deliberately evaded. Oh, that's an interesting the, the metaphorical, although not really metaphorical. It's a very like very, transparent very. <laughs> allegory that my brain like came neon It wasn't like, it wasn't like I needed you in an then. emergency and you weren't there. It was, we were doing the show and you were coming up with sod all. I just sat there apathetically tending to your nails or whatever you're fucking doing. That, you know, I, I, I worry sometimes. That glamorous is not at, enough. No, I just worry because you are, you know, uh, how shall I put this kindly? A, a free spirit. Yes. One Mercurial. Who, yeah. Like a kind of God. No. Yeah, like a sort of God that can't mm. be harnessed by I, I'm thinking, the, the mortal realm. I'm thinking more like a, just a cat. A, yeah, a cat God. Sure. No. No, that's just fine. Just like just let's, a regular... Let's meet in the middle, I'm Bog-standard cat, cat. Okay, so like... Um, who, who, you know, could be lovely. Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. But... If you don't want to do something, there's no force on heaven or earth that could move (laughs) you to do it. It's something that I, because uh, like in an interesting example of this, Mm. almost like the sort of training mode on a game, the the clearest, (laughs) the clearest uh, example of, of this is that you also refuse to admit that or tell that to anyone. So it has for the last four years been my job <laughs> to explain to people that if like if Isaac says he's not gonna come to your event, you being like, Oh go on, go on is not going to do anything. You could change the venue to our flat and he'd stay in his room just to I'd not leave. come to it. <laughs> You'd go where they were going to be. <laughs> and and so I, I suppose that there is within me mm. this underlying concern that one day you might just wake up and be like, we're never doing the show again. 
<laughs> or, or more yeah. fundamentally, wake up and be like, look, this Top, friendship has been out. good. <laughs> we've we've had a decent run. run. <laughs> we've, had, we've had a decent run. <laughs> BDDD. But this is the end of the road. Well, look, I feel I've got from this everything I'm going. <laughs> I've like, eked out all the quality. Like goals. something you might put in a sort of bogus resignation <laughs> letter. Moving on to better things. Yeah. There's a bit in 500 Days of Summer where um, he... Just like a brief recap of the characters, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is in love with Zoe Deschanel's character, because who isn't? Mm. But he's also like quite needy and insecure and is like trying to have a really serious relationship, whereas she's like a kind of capricious, mm-hmm. um, insensitive, all over the place figure. And there's a bit where he's like, I just need to know that you're not going to wake up one day and, and like be done with me and have moved on. And she just looks at him and goes... I can't give you that. No one can. Yeah. <laughs> so somewhere between those two extremes. Are you the Zoe to saying, my Joseph? Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is it's clear as day to me that Glandis is psychologically abusing you oh, and that she's driving a wedge between one of the most you... productive partnerships <laughs> since Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> so I, I've got to go into to work tomorrow. <laughs> you don't have to be her slave anymore. You can fight back. You're right. Can and must. All right, I will. Cool. Um, I wanted to ask you another thing. Go on about It's a that. completely different topic. Um, we just watched... Oh, God. One of the most I horrific... I we weren't going to have to talk about well, it. Well, we don't have to talk no, about it I think it we, sh- we should tell people where to avoid it. <clears throat> you can avoid it on YouTube. Yeah. And Reddit. Um, but basically, we just watched one of the most horrific cartoon nostalgia ending videos mm. of all time called the Scooby-Doo Project, which was an inexplicably commissioned really 15-minute short or 10-minute short mm. uh, in which the Scooby-Doo gang go on a near-identical trip to the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. It's Complete like, with the most haunting quality, which the... Is that it's just in the woods, like it's the real woods. Yeah, it's, it's the live action, the woods. 2D people yeah. in the live action, the woods. And they're like hauntingly animated at times. Yeah, to the point that one of the shots is of just Fred standing there. But I thought that was the monster. In the darkness, Because he's just yeah. like standing like a big 2D and he's, freak. And it's really like quite well done in that because it's at night yeah. and he's just very brightly lit up because he's in the camera spot and, and everything he, around. he's made out of the colour white yeah. with the white pencil. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was it was just frightening. And it's one of these things that are, like I love mm. because I think it's... Uh, like the Blobby Project. Yeah, I think it's a really cool idea to do sort of horror or genre-defying um, little shorts in that way. Genre-defying as in defying your original genre yeah. not just so it'd be like if we did a true crime podcast yeah exactly how crazy would that be mental probably no, a very good no one would listen um but it made me think more generally about something that i was reading yesterday mm-hmm. um which is about the interaction of the real world and the artistic world okay and uh there was a thread on our movies yesterday about um something that like most people know about anyway, but that at the end of Lilo and Stitch, mm-hmm. um, originally, instead of the spaceship chase, it was supposed to be that Stitch commandeers a Boeing 747 
and flies it through downtown Honolulu. Right. And it like crashes through buildings. And this was a week before 9-11. And they looked at it and were like, after 9-11, I went... Yeah, we can't release this. <laughs> we can't make Stitch of the Bin Laden of the Disney canon. It just won't fly. Um, Will not fly. A, and so they changed it to the, I think, vastly superior yeah. spaceship chase through the mountains. Good sequence. Um, but there was... Uh, someone posted a link in the chat to an entire Wikipedia page called List of Entertainment Affected by 9-11. Mm. Now, uh, I read through it and most of it doesn't, isn't like particularly interesting. It's either the Twin Towers were removed from some things because they were like filmed around that time just before and released after. So they had to kind of get rid of them for massive taste. Some are like pretty understandable where like the, a year later a film was released, was going to be released where like the Chrysler building got blown up. And they were like, maybe we'll sort of change it. I think there was one of the, I think it was Men in Black 2 was supposed to be released. Mm -hmm. And at the end, one of the Twin Towers was revealed to be a rocket and it just launched off into space. Again, again, understandable. What about the Friends skyline? Yeah. That was the one that got me when I saw it. It That's awkward. Yeah. It's like season seven or something. Right, it's just just conspicuously not there. Yeah. Oh. Um, and that, so that's the other one is it being added into skylines of New York to oh, like I to see. give credence mm-hmm. to the timeline for films released afterwards. But then there are some, and one in particular that I'd like to talk about mm-hmm. that make me question what the thinking behind it is, and, and as whether nine eleven happened mm, or is an inside job. Uh, but, sure, yeah, if you like, okay. Um, it's important to keep asking these kinds of questions, isn't it? Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> I mean, forget. come on. So, uh, you are a Disney scholar. I'd say so. Something of a movie buff. Uh, yeah, perhaps, as long as they're Disney. Um, you like the Muppets. Uh, yeah. And as we were guys. talking about in the last episode, the Muppet King. Yeah, well, Muppet Kermit, God Kermit is the Muppet Kermit. Kermit. Mm-hmm. So, here is one of the extracts, one of the more troubling extracts okay. from the page. The 2002 TV film, It's a Very Muppet Christmas Movie. Okay. Have you seen? No, I don't know that I have, actually. Well, maybe we should look into it. The 2002 TV film, film, It's a Very Muppet Christmas Movie, has the Twin Towers standing in an alternate reality where an angel shows Kermit the Frog what the world would be like had he never been born. So, so the implication being <laughs> that in Muppet canon, Kermit's existence is in some way a Directly. contributing factor to wow. 9-11 happening. That's brand new information. And I've you, never heard that written about anywhere. And do you think, well, like, what do you think? How do you think he was literally... So let's break down what we know about Kermit. Um, well, a, or maybe what we don't, what we know not to be the case. Has a banjo. Ha- sure. Funny voice. Plays the banjo. But none of these are reasons to hijack a plane and fly into one of what? the largest, most famous structures in the planet. Well, I don't think it's implied that he actively flew the plane because obviously in the real yeah, world yeah, he exists afterwards. Alive. 
But but we're saying perhaps he behind the scenes. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it could be. There are a few vectors. Have you seen that film Sliding Doors? Yeah. Where... Gwyneth uh, Paltrow and John Hannah. Yeah, and they go on the tube and then the doors slide and it's different realities. Where they get to meet and then they don't yeah, get to meet. and how it differs. It's a very nice device, isn't it? That mm. door sliding. Um, so maybe a couple of versions could exist where, like, in one of them, it could be something as simple as, like, Bin Laden thinks that the Muppets are, like, the epitome of western decadence and he's like look at this green frog that thinks it's better than everyone that american imperialism has subdued and crushed right. under its wake and he saw perhaps the muppets is emblematic of that frivolous western um jollity that just flew in the face of everything he stood for yeah and that was it so he was like fuck it i'm doing i'm doing the right and you're saying that if the rest of the Muppets existed, it was it was singularly Kermit. It was Kermit. His smiling green and his smugness. optimism. Yeah. Because I'm thinking like Sam the Eagle, he's not going to be a fan of. No, even though he's like, yeah, he's like Sam the American Eagle. Yeah. He's pretty patriotic. But yeah, he even that, he's like, he's got, got a grudging respect for him. Because maybe he recognises that, that character really is kind of a parody of right. American nationalism and yeah. patriotism. But of course, there's another where... You know, the idea is that Kermit is actually behind it. I mean, is there not also a Muppets film called The Muppets Take Manhattan? Yeah, and when we when we saw that verb take, we thought, oh yeah, it's like they're taking it on. But what if they were taking it under a Down. reign of terror? Yeah. Quite literally. A sort of caliphate. <laughs> brackets. <laughs> Muppets Take Manhattan bracket into a, a new world order slash caliphate. Felt caliphate. <laughs> that's so many different (laughs) crimes that you've done um because it it seems well we know he's got the brains because you know okay it's released 2002 so there is a chance that it's just because they forgot to take it out Mm. but given Mm. that given that there's 50 different like films and tv shows on here some of which i like literally never heard of where they went get rid of it, take it out. Like, yeah. years later, going, seems a bit tasteless the Muppet, too soon. You know, it's famous for its attention to detail, even yeah. in these TV movies that yeah. no one's seen. That it seems like it has to be either, either that it's they left it in deliberately, or if it was filmed after, like, deliberately put them back. <sighs> because hard. it doesn't say they're seen in the original universe where uh-huh. Kermit had been born... It just says that they appear in the alternate universe. So is this is this film just them doing Christmas Carol again? No, I think it's them doing... Uh, oh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, it's a Wonderful Life, mm. yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, troubling. Yeah, it is troubling. I and think it's it made me kind of... He's the kind of character, Kermit, that um, there are incarnations of an evil Kermit. I don't know if you've ever seen... Mm. I think in one of the recent movies, there's an evil yeah. version of him. And properly puppeteered... That frog can look devious as sin. So um, what I'm wondering is perhaps in a kind of series and decade spanning arc to rival, you know, some of the longest standing twists in pop culture history or even just riddles in general. What if many years ago, original Kermit was killed by this devious twin oh. and since then he's been plotting as a kind of sleeper cell Mm. the overthrowing of Western democracy. I would pay a good amount of money to see a, a Muppet reworking of the TV series Homeland. 
Yeah. In which there's a, you know, this idea that Damien Hurst, an American soldier. Damien Hurst. Damien Hurst. <laughs> Damien. put a shark in from Aldehyde and now he's <laughs> ready to go. Damien Lewis. Lewis yeah. Uh, an American soldier who's been kidnapped by the Taliban for a decade or something. Yeah. Comes back and they're like, oh, is he or isn't he? Isn't he a terrorist? Like, yeah. has he or hasn't he been terrorized? You know, yeah, or indoctrinated, <laughs> brainwashed, turned to a fundamentalist Islamic view. Who would he be played by? Just quickly, which of the Muppets? You Kermit said? the Kermit. Frog. Yeah. Okay. Like, Can I just get a bit more casting then? Uh, Mandy yes. Mandy Patinkin's character Saul. Uh, that's got to be Fozzie Bear. Absolutely. Um, got of course, the, the Claire Danes like will probably just have to be Miss Piggy. Just for that sexual tension between them, obviously. I suppose so, yeah. And she, Claire Danes, an actor with a lot of gravitas, a Ms. lot of piggy, yeah. a puppet with a lot of gravitas, absolutely, famously. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, where we we have to like see whether or not this Kermit can be trusted. Well, I'm I'm certain that we can't trust him as entirely as we once thought. No, that's for exactly. sure. He's going to have to work extra hard to because I watch Muppets Christmas Carol every year at Christmas. Yeah, and now and he plays the Bob Cratchit character. Yeah, and what can I'm we... wondering what he's been doing to Tiny Tim. Yeah, oh God, the mind boggles, doesn't it? Because they say get them when they're young if you want to turn them into terrorists. That and is so what they potentially, say in that book you wrote. <laughs> potentially, there's been a great deal of of brainwashing, we, showering. We have uh, Reddit account Degjo. Good account. To thank for this uh, find. Someone called Victor Blimp Muscle posted, <laughs> this is an interesting wiki page to read, mm-hmm. and then linked to a list of entertainment affected by 9-11. And Degjo replied, quoting the, the section about Kermit, uh-huh. <laughs> followed it up with, that green piece of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that comment was about. I did wonder. So, you, you know, heard it here first. What we've heard today, <clears throat> I suppose, if we were to try and bring everything a under a theme, yeah. is that you can't always trust For those that you're closest to. Whether it's Glandis, the terrorist in the pharmacy. Whether it's your co-presenter. Who Glandis has been manipulating into looking more kind of frivolous, frivolously connected mm. to reality than maybe the case. Or, or whether it's a, a treasured childhood frog puppet. Lin-Manuel Miranda's idol. Muse. An erstwhile teacher. <laughs> Voice Kermit, coach. The frogs. Takes all sorts, doesn't it? I guess then this is a reminder this episode to look twice at everything around you, especially in, especially in Spooktober, a month where there's a pumpkin around every corner. There really is. Well, on the table. If you, oh, it's not even round a corner. <laughs> I have to re- rephrase. There's a pumpkin <laughs> around right, every corner. Just sure, over but, there. But just in eye <laughs> right shot. Right there. Just, just, just there beside you. We've got to get better as a society at spotting this duplicity, whether Terrorists. it's, whether it's the fake news, whether it's the terror frogs, or whether it's just a lying, pharmacy owning bastard maybe maybe uh it was an attempt by disney <coughs> to uh it, like nip in the bud mm. and sadly it unfortunately didn't work this idea of like racial profiling you know no one would suspect mm, okay. kermit yeah you'd look at it and you'd and you'd say like a frog <laughs> you'd be like you'd be like the clear terrorist is big bird yeah. Off of Sesame Street. Big Bird. Uh, he's definitely... Because he's so much more giant than He's else. just enormously, aberrantly huge. The bigness. No. He should be called Very Big Bird. Maybe Large Bird. I like, huge Bird. I like that, the the tweet, where it's like, the name Big Bird implies that somewhere there exist 
a biggest bird. <laughs> oh, a God. larger, more That's the haunting last episode biggest of Sesame bird. Street. They just get crushed. <laughs> or it's revealed that the whole of Sesame Street has existed like it's just a growth on Biggest yeah. Bird's tongue and then oh, he just shuts no. his mouth or swallows. And then, you know, or maybe like the Count, like he'd be, he's definitely done some sort of crime yeah. in his life, but you'd never suspect Kermit. Mm-hmm. And so him being guilty of it is it's like, don't just, it. don't just like, you know, phone the police on any brown person that you come across because you don't like the fact they're talking a different language on the bus. Yeah. You know, have a look at that, that have creepy frog over mum. there. Or yeah, the frog in your garden. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good message. A message of uni- unity, sure, but mm-hmm. a unity based on suspect everyone trust no one like try and isolate yourself society's a myth from as many people yeah. as possible because every man is an island that's yeah. what i've heard that that was it the famous that's the poem. message of about a boy wasn't it it was every man is an every island. man is an island don't trust anyone and um, keep a keep a knife under your pillow and don't play that song Definitely by rascal not. flats in assembly don't fucking he had it. a good song he had it stop it don't be doing that because kermit meow <laughs> dead Straight on you. This has been episode 111 of That's a Shame. You're doing a plug? Are we doing a little plug? Yeah, we are going to do a plug, but I think after we've sown these seeds of distrust, people may doubt that we even honestly mean that we're going to provide them with the value that we say we are. Perhaps my dream has filled them with a dread that maybe one day they'll wake up and to the a little tweet. No well, from, from one of us, think probably, about it, probably me. So. This, is, <laughs> this is the golden age where you and we exist in harmony um because one day somewhat contrary to the message we were just yeah no that but i'm coming back to that message because i'm saying like this bit's good but even whilst you're sitting there or wandering around public transport enjoying i'm sure another great task output it's with the knowledge that we're all going to die eventually Mm -hmm. whether that's in the the sense of the show just crumbling into dust under glandis's Big thumb as she squashes mm. us like bugs I feel like into she's the being Maybe unfairly good. Effect. Very accurate character description, or whether it's our own physical deaths taking hold of us and turning us into worm food. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> so send us an email, <laughs> tas at shame.city or via the website shame.city slash contact. You can find us on. Twitter for some more musings on <laughs> mortality and the argument, the case for death. Sure. Um, <clears throat> that will be at That's a Shamecast. Yeah. If you um, need to send any kind of words of encouragement or protest to Isaac's deaf ears, then uh, you can find him at Isaac BD. Otherwise, just send them on to me at D E Delay. Yeah, if you could actually send them via Declan, I prefer yeah. not to deal with that sort of shit. I'll I'll do the difficult bit of knocking on his door and <laughs> passing them on. Ever more tentative, like Trunchbull's <laughs> office. Please, <laughs> I'll just slide a little yeah. note in under the bathroom door. <laughs> That's the system we have worked out. Um, you can leave us a review yep. if you've got some feelings on whether or not we lifted or dampened your mood, either short term. Or permanently. like permanently in terms of your outlook on life. And also think of leaving a review as putting a permanent mark on the world that will otherwise probably forget that any of us existed. And you wouldn't want to leave a four-star mark. You no, want to leave people a don't. Because imagine that in like 200 years time, people are scrolling back through some archived version of like 5D iTunes and they see on a podcast that otherwise has straight five stars. We're ignoring your girlfriend's review. Yep. Straight five-star reviews. They see some four-star dweeb and they're like, oh, 
He probably like, wasn't a very fun person. She wouldn't have been great at parties. bitter fool. How dare they mm. throw that gratitude back in the faces. Shame.city slash review or reviews. There's also a link in the show notes. Sure or you can find it by visiting iTunes on any device that you so please. Follow us on Spotify. Why don't oh, you? yeah, we're on Spotify. It's quite a nice way to listen to podcasts. I've started doing it now. If you have uh, a dollar or a dollar preferably spare. two yep. uh, to send us, then patreon.com slash shame cite. Fund that live event that Declan has foretold. Oh, Will happen yes. sooner rather than later. Don't skip your therapy for it. And as ever, as inspired by uh, Noah and, of course, uh, by Emily as well, Wommy Bomb. Yep. Word of mouth. Is best of mouth nice otherwise that's it isn't it i've been isaac have a good one. you've been i've been declan we'll see you on one one two bye guys look for the bare necessities Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Necessities of life will come to you